Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome back. The final's over. I got my boy Julian here. What up, what up? Not much, bro. What's going on with you? Shit, I'm, I'm still kind of shook after this series, but, you know. <laughs> we got our predictions wrong, but like I tweeted last night, I'm not too mad about it. The right team won. Mm. A super team no win, so, you know, we, we all as NBA fans won at the end of the day, so. Of course, of course, yeah. man. Of course, yeah, of we, course. We didn't get to talk about game five so i kind of want to start there then we'll get into game six but um like what what were your takeaways from that like game five like how did you feel did you watch the whole game i did not actually i did not watch the whole game uh kind of missed the ending there not gonna lie uh you know uh went on a couple of very cute tiktok relatable dates uh this uh this past saturday uh, but all in all, I did see some highlights crazy plays uh just cannot still wrap out like you said i can't wrap the idea of uh, of the Suns just, you know, kind of choking, man. Choking at home. Like, it, I mean, this is something I can't really, you know, wrap my head around. It's crazy to me. But, I mean, all in all, it was a good game. Great series. Good day to be an NBA fan, like you said. Um, as mentioned, you know, the off season's right here now. So, you know, the drama of it all is still not over. It's it's coming soon. So, I mean, I watched that whole game. They shot, I think, 70% from the field. And I was like, I think 70% from three. They were up 16, bro. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, the Bucks just erupted, bro. Like, just I, for lack of a better word, like, I think mm -hmm. they outscored the Suns. I think it was 42 to 20 or something in the second half and or the second quarter. And then from there, it was back and forth. And then the fourth quarter came and just fucking uh, Chris Paul – with one of the worst fouls I've ever seen in, you know, a situational moment where you're, you did, you turn the ball over, even if they score, like it, the, the transition, like just let Giannis dunk it. You're still down three. And then you don't have to worry about, Oh, they're, it, you know, I know Giannis missed both uh, free throws, but they still got the offensive rebound. And then they went back to the line. It's like, yo, like, know the situation know what's going on like I, I i still can't believe he made that that fuck up right there that fucked him up that lost in the game right there honestly no it did quite frankly i mean it's all um i, I kind of want to hear your take on this but with me i believe that chris paul essentially just gave up or well, not gave up but like lost him this series alone i mean Devin booker did all he could deandre you know a lot of people are going to put the blame on his shoulders as well uh but i mean with with me, it's all just Chris, one hundred percent. I mean, this this team tried to deliver as best as they can. DeAndre Ayton's young, man. We got to remember this guy's still still yeah, very young in this league. He, this is his first finals. I know this is everybody's first finals, but I mean, it's a learning curve. I mean, it's a learning curve to adjust to. And Chris Paul, with the experience he has in the NBA, you would have expected him to just deliver, but he did it, man. Quite frankly, and it's kind of uh, and we'll talk about his legacy in a bit because I kind of want to bring that up, but yeah. it's just. It's not. It's not good, man. It's not good what happened to him. I. We could come up with a number of excuses. It could have been injuries, just been fatigue altogether. But. No, yeah, man. I just can't explain I, it. I, I'm more on your side now, just watching how these past two games have played out. Like it. It just seems like his age and I think fatigue. And I know people can say, "Oh, well, he wasn't tired the last other the last three series. Why is he tired all of a sudden?" I mean, it just caught up to him. It, it happens. But, I. I don't know what mentally happened to him that it just switched like, i know he looked hurt game game three and that was my excuse for him that game but like he was still turning the ball over he was still 
Like, yeah, he would hit his shots, you know, his mid-range shots, but he wasn't getting to the line like he normally does. He wasn't – I don't know. He, Devin Booker needed help, and I know he get, he kind of gave him help yesterday. Devin Booker didn't have a good game in game six. But, I mean – Yeah, he are, didn't. Are we really going to expect this dude to drop 40 every night? I mean, only certain amount of people can do that. But, like, to me, yeah. this is all on Chris. Like, th- this is all on CP3 because the other guys thrive on Booker and – and CP3 when they score the, the bulk of the points because then there's no pressure mm-hmm. on the other guys to have to step up, have to score 15 to 20 points. When, and then, yeah. you know, Chris didn't show up game three. That was one of the worst games he's probably played. Game five, again, it was just mental lapses and turnovers like always, but that I, I'm still not going to forget. I still can't get over that foul. Like that was such a boneheaded uh, play. Situ- like he, he just did not. He wasn't aware of the situation. Your Giannis is already midair. He's not gonna miss it if you push him. Like, what was the point? Yeah, you just fucked it up. And you could say, well, he like it doesn't matter. You're still giving him an opportunity to score one or two points, which is all they need to close you guys out. If it's three, yep. then you can draw something up, hit an open three or whatever, whatever the case may be. You can do something. But when you're down four with five seconds, it's a wrap. Like it doesn't matter how any way you slice it. Like, yeah, this is all on Chris. D book all he needed in game four. I, I, I still can't believe they blew that game. They were up in Milwaukee in the fourth. They had it and they just let Middleton and Giannis go on a run and that was it. Like Pat yeah. the fact that they're getting out rebounded by Pat Connaughton, that should like I, honestly, they should get half half of that finals MVP to Sarich. Cause like without him, <laughs> who would have thought he would have been such an important body for the Suns? Once he went down, they were too small, and that was ra- that was game. He went yeah, down game. I three, agree. The series was over right there. They were up no, yeah, you're right. It's, it's ridiculous. They, and they couldn't play Frank because Giannis was killing Kaminsky. He had a good game yesterday for what he was asked to do. But, I mean, the Suns, I, I can't believe they blew this. I really can't. What a great way to point that out. I did not think of that. Uh, Sarge being out. Um, I remember just telling myself. I didn't really tell anybody this out loud. But I was telling myself when I saw that. I was like, oh, this is a big blow. The Suns are going to lose the series now because of him being gone. And I, I mean, quite frankly, no one's really thinking about it. Um, except for the deep NBA gurus like yourself that are, are realizing that, you know, Sarge was a big difference in this series. And, and you know, the, they, lie, they like size. Quite frankly, everyone just thinks DeAndre Ayn's going to do it all. But... I mean, they need they need somebody to to fill that role when he's not in the game, and yeah, you're right. I mean, I just didn't think of it like that. So good point on your end. And then for game six, I mean, you Crowder needs to hit some shots. He all of them do. So I understand that, but Crowder had a bulk load of threes that he just bricked. Like I know Booker mm-hmm. missed the crucial three to tie the game, or not tie it, but cut to, cut it to three. But I mean, there was a lot of times where they're like, all right. Go ahead, Crowder, shoot it. Crowder needs to hit those shots. If they hit, it's a different game, and the Suns could have stole it last night. But I mean, Giannis went for fifty, and he just he wanted it, bro. Like from the first quarter, when he blocked Bridges in the first quarter, and then went in transition and laid it up, I'm like, oh, this shit, this shit might be over. And then mm-hmm. when they went up, it was 190, I think, or 192. I was like, I don't know, like. I, the Suns could have came back, but I didn't think they would. I I told you, bro, it was over. When I when when you told me that, you're like, oh, maybe not. Like they came back, they cut it to four. The Suns, to me, they just didn't have it last night, and the confidence was just destroyed after Game Four. To be honest, like 
Well, that's the thing, though, is like, I mean, we, we could have said the same thing about the Bucks starting game five when when the Suns, like you said, were up 16. And at some point, like you would have could have easy, you could have easily ran off the Bucks like, oh, they'll just take care of business at home and come back for game seven. But just the resilience and the and the determination to come back to that game and steal it in Phoenix, that is truly a championship mindset. So, I mean, the Bucks is ever 100 percent. The, this is where I feel like the Phoenix, the young group comes in into play with their mental, mental uh, phase of this series because they, like you said, none of like well, I everybody says I mean nobody had playoff experience in this series or finals experience for that matter and yeah and and you would think Crowder and Chris Paul with their leadership with with the experience of Crowder and the leadership of Chris Paul this team would have you know, fought back adversary, adversity the way the Milwaukee Bucks did in Game 5, but they just didn't, and you're right, they didn't show it. Um, I did have hope that the Suns were going to come back and steal this game at the end, um, but, you know, deep down, I can you can just tell by their body language that it wasn't going to happen, and, you know, it came to a reality that they just they let this series slip away, and it's and it's sad because, like, it it could have gone to them so many times. Though I mean, I'm not going to discredit the Bucks. Like I just said, they had the heart of a champion. You know, they came back, fought adversity, but... Man, let's just not let's not act like the Bucks, you know, came out there and and handled business every day. Like they they gave the Suns a couple of opportunities to win this series and and a couple of these games. So that, that's the that's the thing. I think I texted you. I know I said it somewhere, but the fact mm-hmm. that the tables turned in a matter of two games to where what what were we saying leading up to the finals? The Bucks don't have any anybody else besides Drew and Middleton. They have no other options. And with the Suns, we were saying they got they got CP3, they got Aiton, they got Crowder. Crowder can give you a good game. They got Bridges. Bridges can go out for a couple. Cameron Payne. And all of a sudden, they didn't show up. I mean, like you said, the, the young guys, it, it just flipped all of a sudden. The fact that Booker had no help and Giannis had all the help in the world, Bobby Portis is giving you 10 to 15 a game. Uh, P.J. Tucker, I know he's not scoring, but he's still out there, you know, frustrating the, the Bucks. When you get the switch, you're on you get holiday. Then all of a sudden, PJ Tucker gets switched on you. It's like, oh fuck! Like this doesn't this isn't any better. Like the fact mm-hmm. that Connaughton is out rebounding every single person on the Suns. Like it, it's just crazy how it just flipped in a matter of two to three games. Mm-hmm. Booker was the lone soldier, and you know Giannis had all the help in the world. Like the 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 Bucks guys give all the props and credit to them. Connaughton, Portis, Tucker, all those dudes. Middleton, of course. Holiday, Holiday went off game game five in Phoenix. Like, it's just, it's crazy to me that you know the tables turned in that like so quickly. So you know, credit to the Bucks guys, and then obviously Coach Bud gets to keep his job. <clears throat> but props to him though. Like he he actually made adjustments. He finally understood. Okay, I gotta play Giannis big minutes now. We're in the finals, and he took Lopez out of the start. Like. Lopez wasn't starting anymore. They couldn't play Lopez in game one. And, you know, Bud was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, he did it in the Atlanta series. He kind of, you know, put Lopez on the back burner. But, you know, Coach Bud made the adjustments he had to make. And, you know, I'm surprised I'm saying that because he never does. But, you know, credit to yeah, him. Yeah. He got it. You know, he, he made the right adjustments in the series for sure. So. Yeah, I would have never thought that he would have matched Monty Williams' coaching tactics and and adjustments here and there so props to him but the biggest adjustment that i would give coach bud and i'm sure you would agree with me is him he he gave the ball to chris middleton in the in the those clutch moments those big game moments because obviously Giannis is the, the star of that team he is the mvp 
Um, but when it comes to closing out the game, you you know, he had Middleton there deliver, and he did, quite frankly, and he trusted Middleton to do it. So props to Coach Bud for doing that. Um, I feel like the old Coach Bud would have just gave the keys to Giannis to handle it and close out that game for you. And, you know, he is, I'm just relating it to the Shaq and Kobe era where, you know, Dominated his in his time, um, you know he he took care of it. He did everything he could for the team, but when it came to those closing moments, you know, hand it to Kobe, give it to Kobe. He'll he'll deliver for you in those moments, and that's literally what I'm not saying. You know, Giannis and Chris Middleton are Shaq and Kobe, but you kind of see similar traits in in in, in that um, they're, side of the ball. So they're this era is Kobe and Shaq kind of, like, but Middleton. Yeah, pretty much. With Middleton, yeah, he he makes those shots to where it's like it's over. Like he mm -hmm. like that that um. You know that pull-up jumper he did to make it 102-96. I mean, it's over. Like right there. Yeah, I saw. I remember that. Yeah, when he went to the right, pulled up and hit the jumper over. I think it was Book. I'm not sure who it was. Crowder. Right so, now, but is that how? Is that how? Is that how people felt watching Kobe? Like, like rooting against Kobe? Because obviously, you know me. I'm. I was big, the biggest Kobe oh, fan. Bro. Um, you know, I always rooted for him. Yeah. But like, I, looking at Chris Middleton yesterday. Um, with that shot, uh, obviously I was trying to pull for the Suns, make it seven. So when it was one hundred and ninety six, and he did that pull up mid range, the minute I left his hands, I was like, "Oh, this is a tough shot. Like great defense, well contested. Like you know, this could miss." And then he made it. I was like, "Damn!" Like you know, the Suns couldn't do more there. They they played the best defense that they could there. Middleton just went to his spot and made the jumper. Sometimes you've got to shake the man's hand and say congratulations. So is that how it felt going against Kobe, like rooting against him? That's why I always say it. I fucking hated Kobe, but I, I love him. Like, how competitive he was. Like, it, it, it's the same thing. Once you see that shot leave his hand, you're like, oh, it's over. Like, it's going in. That's how I felt about mm -hmm. Middleton. When he pulled up, he was going to make it. I'm not comparing the two, but it's just similar. It's the situation where it's like certain dudes, you know, when they shoot, they're going to make it. And it's like, oh, it's done, bro. Like, fuck. Like, fuck that guy, mm -hmm. you know? But, like, that's just the mm -hmm. man. Not like, oh, I hate that fucking guy. But it's like, yeah, it, it's kind of the same thing, I you know? Going rooting again, I was you know rooting against Kobe. I was a Celtics fan, so it's like you know, I'm not gonna go for the fucking Lakers, but yeah, Kobe, Kobe was a killer. And Middleton, he's kind of showing similarities. And look, people, I don't want you to think, oh, they're comparing Middleton to Kobe. What are they talking about? They don't know basketball, like some you know. But like, it, it's just similar. You gotta think like, you know, Kobe's a one of one, and you know the, the fact that Stephen A. compared Booker to, to Kobe is ridiculous. But that's another topic. But you know, just the same thing, like. Certain dudes when they when the shot leaves their hand, you know they're gonna make it and it's over and that that's what happened last night. So, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. That, that was the first time I've ever felt that where I'm just like, damn, like yeah. you hate you hate to see it, but you gotta respect the hell out of it for doing it. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's just the way it is. But no, yeah, let's let's talk about that Devin Booker comparison. I mean, look. Uh, I'm on the bow of, like, you should never compare anybody to Kobe, like, in that way. But I would also say, you know, Devin Booker, he was mentored by the late, great Kobe Bryant, you know. So you could kind of see similar traits to his game. Because, obviously, Kobe trained him over the summer. He gave him a couple pointers here and there. Um, so I, I don't blame people for making that comparison. But I can see similar styles to the game that Kobe obviously brought to him or, like, showed him and trained him and mentored him under. But to say he's the next Kobe Bryant, eh, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, the, in the couple years, are we going to say, oh, he's the next Giannis? Like, you know what I mean? Like, those comparisons yeah. are redundant. Like, they don't mm -hmm. do anything for the player and the player they're comparing him to. So, 
that's the that's the only thing. But I get you, you know, similar traits, like you know. Like, let me ask you this: How many, how many people do you see in the NBA? And I know I brought this up multiple times in the podcast. How many people do you see in the NBA pull, doing pull-up mid-range jumpers, contested, and making them? Not a lot. I'll tell you that. Not a lot. It's a, it's a handful. I mean, I could think of Devin, Chris Middleton, Kyrie Irving, just to name a few. Um, I can't think of any other. Because like everybody has their own style of play. Obviously, you have Steph Curry shooting from. You know, the other side of the court, uh, you have Durant with his length. He'd be pulling up anywhere. Yeah. Kawhi, I think of Kawhi Leonard too. But like LeBron, you know, he's the type of guy that will take it into you and bully you in there, physically attack you, you know, like in the paint. Uh, Giannis, same thing. Giannis will just bully you in the paint. Like everybody has their similar styles of play, but you don't really see the mid-range guys anymore. You see the 3 and D guys. You see the the either take it in or shoot the three-ball type of offense nowadays. So it's kind of... It's always refreshing to see a basketball player em- embrace the mid-range and still put add that to their game. So I don't know. I like it. I know Jason Tatum's another one, too, that, that, does the, that enjoys the mid-range. He's not there yet. Well, well, He's not there yet, but you could... I see it. Like, yeah. when I see the Celtics play, I see Tatum you know shoot those those shots and it doesn't go in but you know i can see him training on it and just don't be surprised if tatum takes his game to the next level next year if he continues to train he will and you know they're saying he's working on his free throws and uh, getting to the line and shit so that's good but um i mean speaking of mid-range i mean we might as well just get into it cp3 his legacy like you know when the finals started it was at an all-time high but now leaving this series, I want to hear your thoughts. Like, what do you think people are gonna take away from this series? Looking back, let's say like twenty years from now, like how are people gonna perceive Chris Paul? And we're saying right now, who knows if he gets a, a final? Let's say he leaves or the Suns win it next year, year or two, whatever. But like, let's say he re- if he were to retire today, and you look back on his career for you, how are you gonna look at CP3 after this finals? I'm going to look at him as one of the best leaders of the game, but I am not going to put him up there as one of the point guards in the game. Um, because he, this was his opportunity to do it, uh, just like Charles Barkley in the 90s. Um, the only difference is Charles, I mean, obviously played the GOAT with Jordan in the final, so there's no one, no one was ever going to be Jordan. Uh, but like with CP3, their opportunity was there. I mean, I know Giannis had the better team, possibly. Obviously, they are champions. Giannis is the MVP of the league, but I mean, you the just no excuse. I mean, we just brought it up. It was his. We we like to put the blame on him a lot for this series. Um, so for me, he's not the he's not up there as one of the greatest point guards. Obviously, he is a very great point guard, but he's not the greatest point guard. Uh, but in terms of leadership, he's still up there. He he's up there with with LeBron and and all those great leaders, Magic. Uh, but I mean, I don't know, man. That's my way of thinking it. I know twenty years from now, if you retire today. I, I would look at him as the way I look Charles Barkley today. Mm. Great player, you know, great player in the league, very talented, you know, deserved the ring so much, but, I mean, just but, couldn't deliver. But the thing is, I don't blame Charles for that finals. Like, it, he did what he had, you know, what he could. He averaged almost 30 points those finals. That, mm-hmm. that, that, it's not comparable. For CP3, he let his team down. D-Book, you know, he did what he had to do. I don't blame this on Booker. I obviously we just said that, but I'm just saying in comparison to the to the '93 Finals, it's like Booker and Charles are the same, and then you know the second star, which would be Kevin Johnson, I think at the time, 
It's like, but CP3 is different. Like he, everybody refers to him as the point god, and you know, oh, he's better than Isaiah Thomas, and it's like you can't put you can't put him past him no more. Like he <laughs> he, he self combusted. I don't know what it was. Like we keep saying, maybe it was injuries. Maybe, I don't. Maybe it was age. Whatever. Whatever happened, it it tarnished his legacy in a way where it's like you can't keep referring to this guy as the point guard anymore. In this era, sure, but like. Are you taking CP3 over Steph? Like, I, I don't, you know, like a traditional Absolutely player. Absolutely not. Yes, like, you know what I mean? But, like, you can't put CP3 as, like, oh, he's over Isaiah. Oh, he's over Magic. Oh, he's over this and that. Like, you can't. Like, the fact that he didn't step up and come through for his team and they basically lost. They needed, what was it, 109, 103 in game four or game three? They needed seven points from him and they win like seven more points he usually does that. i think he had like nine or ten points in that game like come on dude mm-hmm. you have to step up start your stars have to step up if your other guys don't then so be it but if you lose the finals and you're started this is almost comparable to 2011 lebron like he mm-hmm. he just didn't show up and maybe who knows if we'll, if the suns will turn it around like i know i said they have a, a decent shot next year but to think about it now, I don't, I don't know. Like the Warriors are gonna come back, like we keep saying, it's, it's gonna be tough for them to come back. They gotta adjust this roster. They need size, and yeah, CP3. I agree with you. He, you can't put him up there no more with Isaiah and them. Which I, I, I personally never was, but I know a bunch of people were. But yeah, for sure, they, this kind well, of. That's just the newbies. Yeah, I, there's there's some guys that are in this you know, media space that believe he's better than Isaiah and them, but I, I just can't, I can't put him there at all. After what I just Abs- saw, nah, no way, but. Absolutely, and that's the thing, and it's just crazy how, what a year a, dif- a, a difference can make, because, like, what a difference a year can make, sorry, because, I mean, last year we were talking about Chris Paul, you know, being one of the better point guards in, in history, because, you know, he did he did what he could to deliver, you know, like going back to Houston days, like he did his part, you know, Harden wasn't able to deliver for him when he had to get hurt and stuff, you know, because injuries are a part of the game, you know, we're not going to knock somebody's legacy based on their injuries, you know, it happens. Uh, we do it with Derrick Rose, we know, you know, we always, you know, there's always the what if with Derrick Rose, like if he never got hurt, he could have been one of the greatest players in this game. Um, but same with Chris Paul, like, you know, he could have won the ring if he didn't get hurt in the Houston series against Golden State. Or things of that nature, but this was the one time he had to deliver, and he didn't. He didn't, and I don't know. Like last year, we were talking about him with OKC, you know, taking him as far as he did. You know, we didn't expect the Thunder to go that far. Look at him now, like they're rebuilding. So, you know, his 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 legacy was still building, and everybody respected the hell out of Chris Paul for what he's done for the game and what what he did to his whatever team he was in at the time. So um now it's just now it's different now a year from that now you're looking a year forward i mean he he didn't do anything he 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 did what he did in the playoffs but obviously everybody just counts the finals um you can ask the lebron fans that or the jordan fans um you know it's all about what your record is in the finals and now he's on one and that's gonna hurt him in his legacy he's still a hall of famer though and I, yeah i don't want people to think we're like oh fuck chris paul this and that. like no like there's no excuses for him anymore. He had all the excuses in the world the past couple of times. You know, oh, uh, Blake Griffin was hurt. Oh, I got hurt. Oh, this and that. Like, this was all on him. He The the cards were stacked against. Not, like, there was no, like, oh, we lost Booker. It's over. Like, if that happened, then there's your excuse. But this was all on him, and all the pressure just crumbled. Like, he just self-combusted. 
I I, mm-hmm. just, I still can't believe that game four, that game three he had. Like that was one of the worst games I've seen him play. It was ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. but it's pivoting to Giannis now. So what he did this finals, I mean, sheesh, bro. Like that, I'm glad he finally realized this season, not just this playoffs, this whole season, he realized. Why am I pulling up from, you know, the perimeter? Why do I keep shooting these dumbass threes? Which he makes some of them, which is fine if you want to do every now and then. But what years prior, what we knocked him against was like, why are you pulling up from three every single time? Like, I understand that's the NBA now, but you're one of the most freakish athletes in this league. He finally it clicked in his head. Boom. Dominated the whole playoffs. So is he like to you? Where where do you rank him now all the time? Because. He's up there now for sure after what he did. And he dropped 50 in a closeout game. I mean, jeez, bro. Yeah, Giannis, Giannis is up there. Yeah, he's – I'm not – obviously, I'm not putting him in that class yet like these media people are with the LeBrons and, and the Jordans of this world. Not just yet. Um, I have him in the category below uh, where, you know, with me, he he did deliver for Milwaukee. That's major respect, and I, I think I told you, but I I think his ring alone is just like Derek, Dirk Nowitzki's in 2011, where to me, and that's just me personally, those, that championship is a lot more meaningful than what the Super Teams have had one with Durant and Golden State or LeBron Miami. Um but not just yet. Uh, he's not up there just yet. I gotta, I gotta see how his career unfolds because you know, maybe next year he, he, you know, he becomes a scrub out of nowhere. You know, but, but for the time is, being, his resume is like he's, he's like top twenty right now. I would think. Like, I don't. I, to me, he's yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know. He's not top ten for me all time. No, 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 no. I get what you're saying though. Like, he's not there yet. We still have to see. But I mean, he's. He's right there. Like he's on. He's banging on the door right now for sure. Because you gotta also think like we, uh, just not too long ago, you and I were debating who the top five players in the NBA are, and from I from what I can remember, I think I had Giannis either fifth or not even in the list at all. So I mean, this championship certainly put him as the best player in this league because obviously he got, he dropped the fifty piece in the closeout game. He won the championship, you know. So he brought Milwaukee a a, a small market ring. Um, so he's definitely the best player in this league right now. He he for, took everybody out of that list, but in terms of great greatest yet, like no, not yet. Yeah, and I, th- I think we had him like fifth or lower, fourth or fifth. Mm-hmm. Or lower, but, you mm-hmm. know, I I gotta say, bro, honestly, and I, I can admit when I'm wrong, I'll eat the crow. Like I was wrong about Milwaukee. I was wrong about Giannis. Like, what were bro? I've been I've been saying this for so long. Like, they're not gonna win a ring. They're not. I I, I personally. Without a doubt, 100% did not think they were going to get a ring within, you know, the past four years we've been talking about this topic. Like, I just didn't think it would happen. And, you know, the, they finally got dudes that, you know, Chris Middleton took a leap. Drew, They got Drew Holiday, who all of a sudden could hit every shot that he took, basically. And, um, you know, Coach Bud, for the longest time, bro, he was one of the worst coaches at adjusting I've ever I, – I'm not going to say ever seen, but one of the worst today, like, for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'll eat the crow, bro. I was wrong. A hundred percent. I'll say I was wrong. I can admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong. And shout out to Giannis. And like you said, the this ring, it, it, it's just like the Nowitzki ring. Like, it, it just means so much more. And people can say, well, oh, 
the the nets were hurt and Trey Young got hurt and this and that. But it's like it doesn't matter. Like, what were the Suns' excuse? Now? It's like they everybody else was hurt. Everybody gets hurt. We we talk about this countless amount of times. Like, there's a bunch of championships to where, you know, oh, this team didn't run into this team and that team didn't run into that team. Like, oh well, like the team they they capitalized their moment and they they did what they had to do and they won a ring and that's what Giannis and the Bucks did and. Yeah, I agree. the The fact that and I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna make a video on this just so y'all know in Sports Inferno. Uh, I'm gonna make a video on this. Like, enjoy this, NBA fans, because the next five years is gonna be terrible. As mm-hmm. far as like, you know, what super teams gonna get made next? We already have the Nets big three. Once they get healthy, they're gonna take over, and then whoever else makes a, another super team. Like, this is honestly, it, there's gonna be. That's crazy. It's ten years apart too. Nowitzki won it in 2011, and then from then on, it was nothing but super teams. And now Giannis won it in 2021, and then you know from from here on out, it's gonna be more super teams. So yeah. yeah, we're about to start. We're about to head into the era of new super teams again. There's always that timeline. I know you and I discussed this. It's a couple years of super teams, and it dies off for a year or two, yeah. and then we pick it right back up with more super teams. So it's coming. It's coming, boys and girls. Because we were talking, we were talking about just last year. How the league switched from big threes to dynamic duos. Like LeBron mm-hmm. and AD won it last year, just those two guys. And I thought KD and was, Kyrie, yep. KD and Kyrie, I thought that's where we were going. And then the Nets just traded for Harden, and then that was it. So yeah, because now every it's 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 a it's kind of like a domino effect. Now the Lakers, yeah. obviously they always look to improve, but once the Nets got Harden, you know the Lakers now feel pressure. Like okay, like we need to go out there and get a third star now that the Nets have one. Like we need to match their their. Their talent. Did you see the Russell Westbrook rumor for you guys? That I did see that. Um, that that's more realistic. I, I feel like than than the because I heard the Chris Paul rumors as well. No, that's not. I don't think he's leaving. I think he's gonna run it back. But yeah. Um. Yeah. Like it, it's just we're in that. I mean, we can finally talk about the off season. I've been waiting to talk about this shit, but it's like. Mm-hmm. But before we do, again, the Bucks, what they did, unbelievable. All the credit in the world to them. Giannis did what he did. Coach Bud to me. I, I still look at him as the same. I, I feel like, you know what I feel like he's going to turn into? Like, he's going to keep his job for the next couple of years. He's going to turn into the NBA's Mike McCarthy. Like, you know, oh, Lord. You know how much credit they gave Mike McCarthy for that Super Bowl? And then, you know, years later, they're like, oh, my God, Mike McCarthy, his his coaching adjustments and his offensive preschool and kindergarten and all this and that. Like, I kind of feel like that's what's going to happen to Bud. Like, he's going to keep his job, of course, but. I don't think it's he's gonna get to this. I don't know the the Bucks to me. What is like they're gonna be good, but uh, are we gonna keep putting them in the in the NBA Finals every year? Like they're they're gonna no. be probably like second or third next year in the East. You know, with the but with the Nets running it back with the squad. So like I don't know. Yeah, this is <clears throat> no. Go ahead. This is I agree. I mean, Coach Bud is. <laughs> He hey he he coached a hell of a series and you know the series is gonna keep his job like you said for the next few years but I mean you're right it's the the next the the NBA version of Mike McCarthy is a great way to put it because uh, I know when he when he left Green Bay you know I was like oh like you know this could be a great opportunity for any team to pick him up you know revitalize that organization get them going again and mm-hmm. quite frankly I mean I know we are we're not talking football really right now but <laughs> the Cowboys I don't see them they're kind of in a pickle right now I don't see them being that Super Bowl contender so. I don't know what the hell they're doing. That's what I'm saying. So, I don't know. You're right. You're right. I mean, Milwaukee's time. Enjoy his titles. Just like, I mean, just like the Raptors won it a few years ago. 
Uh, look at them now. Um, they're doing kind of rebuilding stage again. But I mean, I'm not saying the Bucks well with Giannis still on the team, but yeah, they're kind of be, they're going to be in that middle the middle tier where they have their three stars locked up. It's just what are they going to do with the other guys? Like I, they they can't pay everybody, you know. So mm -hmm. that's the only thing. I, I agree. Maybe they'll take pay cuts to say because. Bobby Port, I I still can't believe Bobby Port is what he did this series. It's unbelievable. He he's a baller for sure. But oh, all of them are, man. They all balled up. So like you, I, it's funny because you, you uh, you mentioned a couple. Like hey, Connington had more more rebounds than than the than the Suns team. Sorry, I got a brain fart. Then you see uh, Brick Lopez have many games here and there, and then uh. Uh, who did you say in the beginning of the playoffs? Brian Forbes. Is that who that was? Yeah, man. Like he he had a good good playoff run to start, and then you know kind of died off a little bit. But it's a, it's amazing that there's always a player in that team that stepped up uh, when they needed it. And obviously yesterday was Bobby Portis and Drew Holiday, but you know it could have been Brian Forbes in there like early in the playoffs. So it's funny. Bobby Portis from punching uh, what's his name Miritich or whatever in the face suspended getting cut from the bulls or traded to a champion like not too long later <laughs> that's insane bro and <clears throat> fucking jeff teague sitting uh, warming up the bench for the celtics in the beginning of the year to getting a ring so, oh and also for those who don't know shout out to the nba champion tory craig like he got a ring tonight or he got a ring now he was on the bucks half the season then he got traded <clears throat> so he technically gets a ring kind of like anderson yeah uh, he was on the Warriors and the Cavs won it that year. I kind of don't know how he would feel about that though, because like you just you won a ring, but you lost to the team that won the ring. So I don't know. It's hey, weird. It's kind of bittersweet. Make a couple bucks off it. I don't know. <laughs> but, I don't know how I would feel if I was in if I was in his shoes, but yeah, I mean, hey, shout out! One more shout out to shout out to uh, Brendan Jennings, and I know you you probably know why. Bucks and six. Bucks and six. Yep, that my man was not worried. I remember when he said that it was against the Heat, LeBron's Heat, when they went two zero and <laughs> when they were down two zero after Miami, and then they had to go to Milwaukee. Yeah. Oh, shout out to my man Brandon Jimmy. He was there courtside too. So <laughs> was he really? I didn't see that. That's crazy, man. But no, yeah, it's, it was a fun series. Uh, like you said, everybody enjoyed that because it's not it's not gonna happen for another while. Um, but that was a great series to watch. It's good to it's refreshing to see two new teams that you don't see really often uh, going to the finals and battle it out. Because the thing, the beauty about this series too was you know you know for sure none of these two teams are coming back, and they might change our minds. They might you know shut us up next year, but. Yeah. I, I think it's safe to say nobody expects either one of these two teams to make the finals again next year. So Great it's you, we'll just the right now. What's, what are the Suns going to do? What are they, how are they going to get back here? Like, I don't, like, what is their path for them to get back to these finals for you? We already said the Bucks. We know their, their way. They have their three stars. It's just can the other guys step up for them? For the Suns, <laughs> I mean, I was saying it earlier. The Suns have a harder path to get through the finals next year for sure. If everybody's back healthy, but by playoffs, I know injuries happen, like we keep saying, but for you, how are the Suns going to get back here? Like you personally, if you were, if you were the Suns GM and you were running things, like how do you, how would you see? Honestly, back there? this might sound crazy, but they need another point guard. 
they don't need Chris Paul. Obviously, he, with the situation that Chris Paul is in right now, uh, looking, looking, you know, for another contract, I think the Suns just need to go out there and be buyers and aggressors. And, you know, I mean, the, the chances of getting Lillard and all them superstars is low, but they need to at least make the effort and make the phone call. Because right now, they that's what they need is Chris Paul, as great as he is, he's getting up there in age, and we don't know how he how he's going to turn out next year. Um, but this is the window now for Phoenix. Uh, you have Devin Booker, who is a star in this league. You have DeAndre, who's 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 gonna be a star in this league. He's he's growing to that to that role. Um, so you just need a you need a guy right now that that can lead this team just like Chris Paul is, but also show up in those big games like Chris Paul was up until the finals. And this is why, I, like off the top of my head, I was thinking like of the Damian Lillards or, you know, maybe a Ben Simmons, but that's kind of like weird if he ends up in Phoenix. But like, they need they need to get a they need to get a point guard. What's up? You would actually fit that team what they need. You know, defense. Ben Simmons, yeah. yeah. But a great point because he deferred to campaign a lot this series. I mean, I yep. campaign was probably, you know, shaking his boots. Like, I understand he stepped up in the Clippers series and other series as well. I don't want to you know discredit him and i know you're not a big fan of his but you know mm -mm. he stepped up in some series but the fact that he was running some fourth quarters for them i'm just like what what is what just happened why is campaign running the offense like he and like a lot of times you can tell when he gets the ball you're like oh fuck what is he gonna do now that's what i felt 90 percent of the time when he had the ball i'm like he's gonna shoot this shit or he's gonna drive to the basket and miss a Miss a, he's gonna throw up a duck at the rim right now. and he did most of the time like I I agree with you bro They need another point guard. They need a point guard to where they can like You know kind of pass the torch like yeah, he'll be he'll be behind cp3 But you know when cp3 leaves in a couple years boom have that guy ready to go and you know The Suns could have done this last year They could have drafted Halliburton and they drafted Jalen yep. Smith and he never saw the, He never saw the court they needed size mm -hmm. and they didn't want to go to him like that should tell you a lot. Like they had this chance, and they drafted a big man that didn't step up, and you know that happens. But great Hall point. Halliburton could have done it for them, and now, you know. Oh, we'll you know, you know how I feel about Tyrese, man. That guy's good. Oh, he's good, bro. He's good, man. I, I, I saw. I didn't see him play in college, but obviously, I was introduced to his style and his game heading into the draft, like a month before, like when COVID just started hitting and. Yeah. I was a big fan, and I know he was gonna be. He's gonna be a good player in this it league. And he went to Sacramento, just wasting him, bro. Just like Fox, they're wasting <laughs> him over there. Yeah, maybe maybe Darren Fox. Darren Fox goes to Phoenix. You know, so, I mean, it's unlikely, but I'm just saying, Phoenix. Like you said, Phoenix just needs to just be buyers and go get somebody out there if as a backup I plan agree. for Chris Paul. They need point guard depth, and they need to go get big guys. I mean, they mm -hmm. like a Javale McGee. As funny as he is, as much of a meme as he is, like he would have helped this team win the championship, just like yep. he helped the Lakers win last year. Dwight Howard on this team, just, they need somebody else. Like the, I, I'm, I'm still shocked that I'm saying Saric turned this series. Like his injury, it just it completely flipped this series upside down. So, um, yeah, they need, they need to get somebody. I don't. Who, Agreed. I, I know you said you know maybe they can't get Lillard, but. What's an option for them to get? Like, who's a point guard out there that, you know, can help a team? Lonzo. Oh, hey. The Pelicans are already saying they might not match a big contract, so that would make a lot of sense. 
Lonzo. Um, maybe a Mike Conley. Um, but I don't know if he's going to leave Utah. Mm. Kyle Lowry. You still believe in the guy? Maybe go get Kyle Lowry. Um, yeah, I think he's going to could be, could be. But it also depends on what Chris Paul does. I mean, like I said, just those two off the top of my head, Lonzo and Kyle Lowry. Um, I don't know what else is a point guard. I mean, Dennis Schroeder, I guess. But I just don't see him making really a big of a difference in Phoenix if he goes. So, all in all, like you said, they need a big man. And just I think they also need a point guard. Yep. A star caliber player at the very least if Chris Paul leaves just to keep up with the, with the competition that's going to unfold um, next season. That's why I said Simmons actually kind of fits what they need, but they don't have pieces to go get him. But they need a wing. Mm -hmm. Crowder cannot be starting. I'm sorry. He's just not that dude. Like, mm -mm. he's a bench guy that gives you 10, 15 points. And, you know, he had his good game. I think it was game one. But it's like you can't have this dude starting. It, it, he just proved it to you. He proved it to you last year, too, in, in Miami when they were in the bubble. Like, this dude, he's good. I'm not saying he's a scrub. He's a good player. It's just he's not a starting caliber player in this league. From what mm -hmm. I've seen in the past couple of years, but you know, I don't know. Do you want to talk? You want to get into the off season? Or you just want to end it right here with you know the final. Ah, uh, hey man, I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about and research with the off season. So let's save that uh for the future because I, I I do have some stuff. Like the draft is coming up pretty soon now that the game the season's over. Free agency's not that far behind it. Let's get into it since it's a, a week a week from now. The draft. I've already started mm -hmm. the top 10 mock. Like what? Oh, players, oh, buddy. What players do you think, you know, can shift these teams? Like the Warriors. The Warriors be at 7 and 14. They get two good players. They're, oh my, they, they might win the championship next year. I don't think they're going to trade for Siakam or get Lillard. I think they're going to keep this core. But mm. like, what do you think? Like two players in mind that if, if the Warriors get them, watch out. Like in your mind. And, I, and I'm I'm not saying like you know I don't know if you've done much research on this class I really haven't either but from what I'm seeing I like a couple of dudes and you know what do you think like what's your take on this um, draft class so far? The best player in this draft, in my opinion, and I predicted this when Zion came to the league. I said John Morant was going to be the the better player in this draft class, and it's it's fifty fifty. You can go Zion, you can go Jaw, whichever one. Okay. Um, but with me, this the best player in this draft is going to be, it's not Katie Cunningham, it's Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs? Yes, I think Jalen Suggs is going to be the guy. Whoa. I think I think Jalen Suggs, when we look at it like three years from now, maybe five, he's going to be the best player out of this draft class. Um, I don't know, man. When I saw him in March Madness, he kind of just he gave me something. He gave me that 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 feeling what I had with John Morant. Like this guy is not afraid. This guy will will come out and play ball. And you know if he ends up going to one of these teams where you know they will let utilize him the right way. You know he by all means he's gonna be the stud in this draft class. I I agree. He has it, and you know that's crazy that you're saying you might you better write that down. That's your take. I'll mm -hmm. <laughs> but um. The way the draft is looking, he's gonna go to Toronto. What do you think about mm -hmm. those days? That that would be fitting. I mean, just Kyrie Lowry is gonna leave. You know, Toronto's a very great place. Nick Nurse, great great coach. Um, you know how I feel about him. They they develop players very well. Um, 
just think of the players they have now, Siakam, um, OG, you know, just to name a couple. Um, so if Jalen Suggs goes there, no doubt in my mind is he going to be a great player in this league and probably the star of this class. Okay. Um, who who do you see as buyers in this draft? Who, who do you think is going to be aggressive trading up, getting the guys that they want to get? Um, I feel like if the right guy is there, the Thunder will, just because of the assets they have. Um, only if the right guys there. Maybe the Warriors, because um, they have the two lottery picks. Yeah. Uh, but those are the only two that I can think. Of. I feel like everybody might just hold down, because um, like the way I see it, the top ten, the, the, the order right now, the Pelicans are looking to probably get out of the top ten because they want to get players that are ready to play now for Zion. Sacramento's, I think, gonna stay put. Um, just I don't know what the hell they're doing, honestly. And Orlando's rebuilding, so. They might want to bait up, but they also might not want to give up any assets for. Um, so the only one I can just think of is Oklahoma City um, to just go up there and get their guy. Because, I mean, Cleveland, Houston, and, and Detroit, uh, they're happy the way they are right there in top three. I'll say one team to keep an eye on, you know, in the draft. And they have assets, and you said them as like a trade, you know, they might trade this star. The Bulls, I think, could make a play to get somebody because after giving up what they gave up for Vucevic and you know him really not stepping up in that role and I know it's it was a couple months so that's kind of a lot to ask for out of him but I mean is Levine gonna resign there you know what I mean like they could trade him for a top five pick I would say and what if they mm-hmm. get Suggs or what if they go get you know Jalen Green or Mowgli or whatever so I don't know we'll see that's a they, that's that's the thing though is like and I don't mean to cut you off but like with 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 Levine, um, whoever's gonna trade for him, it has to be a team that's ready to to like win now because you're not like like look at Detroit situation like you know just and I'm not saying this is gonna happen but like Detroit trades for Zach Levine and gets the gives up the number one pick like okay like you're in the same spot as you would have been if you got Cade Cunningham like. Right. You know, and that's why you just brought up the Warriors. Like, that's the one team off the top of my head that, you know, Zach Levine might go there, you know, and the Warriors give up the seventh and possibly just the 14th pick just to rebuild all over again. That could be a reasonable trade. Um, the Pelicans, but I feel like number 10 is kind of too high to give up for Levine. So, um, yeah, you're right. Like, it's, it could happen, definitely, but the right situation has to be there, and the only realistic one I can see is the Warriors. Yeah, and couple what do you do you have like a like your top five list for this draft or not really i know i'm kind uh, of top five, spot but like i'm just top really five crazy. players of this draft or like yeah. the no, top no, five like who's gonna go where the top five your favorite your favorite players this draft you know well obviously you know how i feel about Jalen suggs that's gonna be my number one guy and then kate cunningham i mean i'm not discrediting kate cunningham whatsoever i think he's gonna be a great player in this league too um he kind of reminds me of a Ben Simmons, who with obviously with a better shot. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna be a playmaker on this in this game. So that's my number two. Number three, um, Jalen Green. I know there's a lot of hype around him. I haven't really seen much of his game, um, but I heard he's been up there. And obviously, he's a draft to be number two with Houston. So yeah. yeah, he's probably up there for a reason. So I don't blame him. Number four, Evan Mobley. I saw him playing caught in the March Madness. He impressed me a lot too. Um, so I I like his style of play, and I think his dad was the coach of that team, correct? Uh, the USC. Yeah. So I mean, so I mean, he he kind of like he's getting coached 
like correctly. So I like the way he's gonna play. And then number five, I don't know, man. It's also a toss up with all these players. Um, there's a few that I might not know. I know Scotty Barnes. I'm looking at a mock draft, but I, Scotty Barnes would be one. I mean, the Moses Moody, but like I can't pick a fifth guy really. Yeah, I don't know. We'll some some people are putting some people are putting friends Wagner. Wagner up there is the fifth possible. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. He's a uh, he's locked in for the Kings. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, and they love international players. I think he's um, there. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm interested to see what what happens this draft because I think this is where we're gonna see a bunch of trades tonight. And you know, I know that's said a lot, but like I just feel like the Warriors can make a move to go get a you know. A young asset or they can trade their picks and get a star like i don't know i'm just i'm excited to see what happens this draft like what are the mm-hmm. they're gonna do are they gonna go get Cade? what is you know what are the Cavs gonna do with sexton i think sexton gets traded that night you know where's he i can go? see it so it's, I just it's gonna be a lot of what ifs yeah i just wanted to get your take a little bit on the draft i mean we could talk about it you know another time but yeah i just wanted to get just to close it out it's kind of mm-hmm. kind of left it a little short but yeah i just wanted to talk about the draft a bit but yeah, that's pretty much it i don't know if you have anything else no nah, man like i said in the beginning it's a great time to be alive nba you know the season's over draft is picking right back up like you said a week from now and free agency is not gonna be that far from then and then next you know next you know nfl will be right here so it's a good time good time to be alive and if you follow baseball baseball is doing good as well so yeah, NHL hockey. I know there's an expansion draft today. That's kind of curious to see that. So, yes, so it's a good time. Good time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good time to be alive for sports. Yeah, it's crazy. We're gonna have free agency and NFL uh, NBA free agency and NFL preseason overlap. So that's gonna be a little. It's gonna be a good. Fun. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. No, it'll be fun though because I mean I love NFL preseason, but sometimes man that shit gets boring. Like really, like it's just like last year. Like we had the finals overlap. You know, with the NFL season, it was different, but I I wasn't opposed to it. You know, I liked it. I liked it a lot too. I agree. I was with you on that boat. Had a lot of watch. We're gonna have a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, the Gold Cup is is come is going on right now. Quarterfinals, I think, are Saturday. I think I don't know. We'll see. But mm-hmm. We'll have Oscar back on because we have a lot of soccer stuff to break down. So don't think that we just kind of forgot about the Euros and the Copa America. Like we're just saving it for another time. But yeah, I think that's it. And you know, you want to say anything to close it out, Julian? But no, that's it, man. Everybody, just stay safe. Do what you got to do to protect yourself, and uh, yeah, enjoy some sports. Yep, what he said. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Uh, shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks champs. Uh, oh yeah, let me give one more shout out. Sorry. Uh, one more shout out that you reminded me. Um, I know she probably won't be hearing this, but I will try to get her too. Shout out to Jewel, my. Former co-worker, Joel Henderson, um, she just got a, a job with the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh. Uh, so I wanted to give her give her, her shout-out and blessings because she's going to do a great job there for the champs. And, you know, super proud of her. Yo, shout-out to her. That's a good yep. shout-out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, follow our social media, subscribe to Sports Inferno. We'll talk to you all later. Peace. Peace.